says, therefore, do not present your members as instruments of sin. It says, but present your members as being alive from the dead. Present your members as instruments of righteousness. The Bible says, sin shall not have dominion over you since you're not under the law, but under grace. You are not under the law. You are not under a standard that you need to fulfill by your own effort. You're under grace that makes you righteous right where you are by the blood of Jesus. Jesus, we thank you for your blood. There's power in thanking God for what he's done. There's power in thanking him for what he's done. The Bible says we love God because he first loved us. Some of us need to walk into the courts of thanksgiving and remember first. First, what he's done for you so that thanksgiving is organic and flows out of you. God, we wouldn't be here except that it were for your grace, God. Thank you for your grace, God. Thank you for your grace, God. Say, I am no longer a slave to sin, but I have been made alive from the dead. I am alive to God. I am an instrument of righteousness. We don't say this because of our own track record. We say this because the blood of Jesus has accomplished this. And remembering this will empower true worship. True worship. True worship. It will fly out of your mouth. You won't feel like you need to clean yourself up to worship God. It will just fly out of you. Father, just say thank you, Jesus. Yeah. 
If it wasn't for your kindness toward me, even closer than a friend could ever be. Still you call my name. I am undone. Cause you Upon me, 
of the praying. Um, just a couple of things. Uh, they're important things. So uh, we take all the words that are that are said to be important. So just a couple of things I want to remind you about. Um, if you're a, if you're a guy and you're looking for a place to connect during the week, this whole thing started with the guys group. And so we have that same guys group. It's on Fridays at 9.30 in the back patio. Anyone's welcome anytime. We also have uh, a woman's group that meets on Wednesdays with Julie. Julie, put your hand up. If you're a lady and you want to get connected during the week, just see Julie, okay? She's super sweet, loves the Lord, runs 50 miles a day. She's awesome. <laughs> Not a day, but like a lot. And uh, so last thing tonight, um, there are a lot of opportunities that we're having to go to other countries to to do water projects, to, to start other churches. So like in the next eight months, we'll be going to the, uh, the Navajo Nation. Uh, here, there are 12,500 homes in the United States, the Navajo Nation, that do not have water. We're going to be working with some friends to put some panels on those roofs to help put water, start a church. We're also going to El Salvador in two months. Uh, we're also going to Indonesia in August. We're also going to Bangladesh in, in December. So, uh, small church, big punch. Hey. <laughs> so, um, welcome. Grab some food. Please say hi to someone, and then we'll get started in just a couple Thank you. 
appreciate it. Um, hard to follow Pastor Ryan. Everyone sets the bar so high. Yeah, and all my it's funny speaking tonight because I have all the people that I look up to here, like Pastor Kurt, you got Pastor Ryan, Pastor Jared, so many different people that I listen to spot speaking. Now they're coming here to listen to me speak. It seems kind of like kind of weird, but you know I'm just gonna do the best I can, and hopefully you guys like it. All right. Cool. What we're going over tonight is we're actually going over Philippians, Philippians two. So if you guys have your Bible, you want to open up your Bibles to the Philippians two, kind of kind of get started. I took some notes, and basically Philippians two. What I kind of got from it, these are these are letters that Paul wrote to Philippi, and uh, the, the the city of Philippi, a village over there, that was that was like ex ex Romans that turned Christians, and and he kind of could sense the devil. The devil just works in sneaky ways, and he tries to sneak his way in, and he wanted to make sure that you know that he had unity over there, and he didn't want the the, the people over the Philippi to like fall for the devil's traps. Is kind of what I saw. So that's kind of like the what we're kind of leading into, and that's kind of the start. And what I, what I'm kind of getting from this is, what is, what is a Christian? Not, not what is Christianity, but what is what is a Christian? So that's kind of what what I was kind of getting from that. And one of the things that that I got from it is is unity. You know, that's one of the best things that I think that that a commonality that a lot of the Christians have is is unity and putting others first. So that's one of the biggest things that kind of leading up to this is putting others first and unity. And serving like Jesus served. That's one of the biggest things. You want to be able to serve like Jesus served. The easiest way to say it is it's not all about you, it's about others. You know, so if you could think of that as we're kind of going over this, you know, kind of make things like a little bit clearer. So Jesus said the mark of a true Christian is love for one another. You know, loving your fellow brother, loving, loving you, treating, treating you like the way that I want to treat you. You know, so that kind of is like the how the like setting of the setting of the of the mood of what's kind of what's kind of happening. And Paul sending these letters to to Philippi and kind of warning them or just like kind of prepping them just to just to be weary and not fall for the for the devil's traps. Kind of, you know, so that kind of leads us right into right into verse one. So verse 1, or Philippians 2, verse 1, basically states, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing of the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion. So once again, what that is leaning towards is, call, is Paul's call for unity, to be one like to be like-minded, and there's a difference between the difference between unity and uniformity, and that's what I kind of picked up on this. You don't, he doesn't want all of us like to be the same. You're not talking, not like he doesn't want us like to dress the same and like talk the same. He wants individuality, individuality. We don't, we don't have to be the same age. But what he's talking about is like-minded, like principles. Yeah, that's like, good. Yeah, like-minded values. And that's what he wants. He wants us to have like-minded principles, like-minded values, but you know, to still have like our individuality. We don't, we don't want to be like some like crazy cult or something. Like those are like the, like the, um, the Heaven's Gate guys. Remember they wore like those Adidas and all like, <laughs> <laughs> laughing behind it. Some comment was coming. They were like, 
and they all like drank some potion or something. And, yeah, there was like 32 of them or whatever. Yeah, I heard they found the 33rd. He was hidden underneath the sink behind the common. But that's the thing, you know, you're not like a cult, we would have been like-minded, like-minded values, you know, like, you don't have to trust the same group and say, but that's the thing, it's, you know, it's like, hey, but the principles are the same, and that's what I was, I was kind of getting what Paul was, when he was writing these letters to Philippi, you know, and, uh, you know, unity works from the, from the inside out, it's, it's like-minded thoughts, it's almost like a seed, a seed that's planted, that grows from, from the inside, and you're not like trying, you're not trying to like fit like a mold or something, you know, so that's, that's kind of what I was getting from it. Which kind of segues us right into verse 2. There's so much on it, that was only the first verse, which is, yeah, I'll be here for all night. Only half an hour, just kidding. <laughs> but right into verse 2, which basically states, Then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in the spirit and one in mind. So basically, in many ways, it's it's how you think. You know, like it's 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 all it's your thoughts on the inside. It's of course it's your actions. It's but it's easy to do things when everyone's watching. You know, and what I always say it's like who it's how you're acting when no one's looking. Yeah. You know, and how you're acting when no one's watching. Yeah. And are you are you holding those Christian values? Then mm -hmm. that's like what I think he's most talking to or saying right then and there. You know, so a lot of people, a lot of, like, and I see this in the fight, in the fight world a lot. You know, I train all these fighters. I have UFC athletes, Olympic athletes, professional fighters, and, and the difference between a champion, like the, the Olympic guys and like guys who are just really good, and it's, it's a small difference. It's a small little gap, but the, the difference is it's all the little stuff. Mm. You know, it's, it's all the little things yeah. that they do, and it's who does more when no one's watching. It's like, are they, it's easy to train in front of everyone when everyone's there, when everyone's watching, when the cameras are on, mm. but when you get home, are you eating right? Are you resting right? Yeah. You know, when yeah, no one's there, are you, are, you, are you doing all the little things, all the little stuff that makes the big difference? Wow. And that's almost like the same things that kind of rolls over from martial arts over to, to this too as well. Yeah. It's the same thing. Who's, if you're um, really... Like by yourself as a true Christian, it's like, are you really being that way when no one's watching, when no one's around? And you know, so that's kind of what I what I got from there, which kind of segues us right into verse three, which uh, basically states, "That's right. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself." So that once again, do nothing out of selfish ambition. So basically, I think what he's saying here is, you know, don't be selfish. You know, put away selfishness. You know, don't be conceited. Look, like basically, look at your fellow at your fellow brother and think like, what can I do for you? You know, and and, and your fellow brother is doing the same. He's looking at what 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 can he do? What can he do for you? What what can I do for him? And then basically, before you know it, it's it's that's I I feel that's like the that's. Where like heaven is like, if I'm looking out for you and you're looking out for me and everyone's looking out for each other, then that's where the unity of everything comes together too as well. And the synergy, that's like what I call, we always talk about that synergy in the gym. The synergy of, of everyone working together. One, realistically, one and one makes three. 
when like we have that teamwork when everyone's working together. So that's what I think like is what he's saying right here. Is he's no one wants and realistically, no one wants to work with a know-it-all. <laughs> you know, if you think you know it all, like oh no, he wants. I don't. I don't. I don't like to really be around those people. You know, so two people that even if they do know it all, some of the the, the toughest guys I know, even when they're training, they don't like. They're not like saying they know it all. They just their actions speak for themselves. You know, and, and and that's what I really really like about that. That's kind of what I was getting at from this too as well. Uh, and it seems like the world today it almost pushes the complete opposite of this. You know, we don't want to be selfish. We don't want to be conceited. I don't want to look out for my fellow brothers. It seems like every time I turn on the TV, it's all about you, me, 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 me. What you know, and 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 everyone's all it's all these can't even watch half the shows. You know, it's like so much. Everyone's conceited, and, and it's. How can I screw you over to, to make myself better or something? Or do oh, I, I'm willing to sacrifice you to just make sure that I move up your ranks. You know? And that's almost like what what the world seems like they're pushing and we're doing. And as Christians, we almost want to live the complete opposite of that. You know, we want to we want to have we want to give away selfishness. We we don't want to concede it. We want to look out for our fellow brothers, not burn them in order for us to, to raise to raise up. So that's kind of what I. What I was getting from that, which kind of segues us right into verse four, which basically states, "Not looking to your own interests, but each, but each of you to the interests of others." Yeah, you know, and so basically, like I said before, if you can imagine a place where everyone has concerns for everyone else, and and I'm always looking out for you, and, and you're always looking out for me. Then, and no one is looked, and no one's looked down upon. It sounds like that, that's like heaven, kind of, you know. And that's where, like I was saying, that's where the synergy of, of all of us working together, where one and one will really make three. And and I feel that's where the power of, of this movement and the power of Christianity is going to really spearhead this movement because with all of our like-minded on like-minded thoughts and with all like-minded principles, it's like once we really start working together, no one's going to be able to stop this movement, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, so that's kind of what what I was getting at, and that's what really reached out to me. And and so this is the thing: unity is is the key. And one of the keys to unity, in order for us all to be able to work together, like I said before, is humbleness, because no one wants to work with a know-it-all. No one wants to be around someone that thinks they know everything. You know, and, and being able to empty your cup to be able to swallow your pride for a second, yeah. and that allows just the group to to shine. You know, and everyone will everyone will want to be around you. You know, and, and like I said before, all the best guys that I train, my my friends who are like wrestle on our Olympic team, or my friends who are the UFC champs, or all these fighters that I'm working with, and you know, that's that's one thing is is they empty their cup. You know, when they come to the class, these guys are the best. These guys are some of the best in the world. They can really teach me. You know, if they wanted to, but they'll come in, and if their if their cup is already full, there's no room for me to put anything in there. You know, it's already overflowing. But they'll come in and literally they'll empty their they empty their cup, and if there's room for me to come in, there's room for me to teach, there's room for me to show, there's room for me. They, even though they they I know they know a lot, they probably even know more than me. But that humbleness of of being able to empty their cup allows. It allows that unity. It brings everything together. It allows people wanting to work with them. Allows the growth. Allows it's like the sky's the limit. Then, you know. So that's kind of 
what is what is the key? It's, it's, the key is being humble. True humility is not thinking less of yourself, but it's just thinking of yourself less. Yeah, you know, so that's kind of what that really meant from you. So, and one of the biggest things is if you're just nice and you're humble, you, you make people happy. People want to be around you. It's just it's just simple. You know, people want to be around people are nice and people are humble. Like when I come around with my friends, you know, some of these guys are the, we're watching them on TV and, and this and that, and they're and, and they're so nice and they're so humble and it's just it's really refreshing being around them. You know, sometimes and it's and then sometimes you are around the it's almost like the the, the people that aren't quite at the top, they're almost getting there, like the C grade actor that's the jerk. <laughs> but, the, but the ones that are really there are the ones that are always the nicest and the, and the, and the kindest. You know, so uh, one thing that I that I see and I say it all the time too is we have all these big buff gnarly guys come in that are super think they're gnarly, but they're realistic. Once you get them on the mat or you punch them in the face, you realize they don't have anything. But rudeness is a weak man's impersonation of strength. Wow. You know, and that's what it is. When people are really rude, they're not really tough. Right. You know, yeah. it's usually the, the toughest guys are the kindest, nicest guys. Oh, right. Rudeness is a weak man's impersonation of strength. Yeah. You know, so if you're really tough, just be nice. You know, yeah. and, and, and the people that are really jerks. I usually bring them in the mat or on the ring, and they don't last longer than a minute anyways. They're such big tough. Yeah, so that's, it's, it's funny how it works like that, you know, and everything gets exposed quick, you know, yeah, which kind of pushes up my good verse 5. So verse 5 basically is, uh, in your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Yeah, so that's what I was getting from this is have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. This is what I, from my, what I was getting from this was, this is those like, what would Jesus do moments? Mm -hmm. I think in your life we always have those, you know, when it's like, what would Jesus do now? You know, I have, I get it all the time. You know, usually when someone cuts me off, when <laughs> <laughs> <And> I'm driving, <laughs> I'm like, good. <laughs> 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 but that's it. You know, sometimes we've got to pump our brakes. You know, we got to pump our brakes and, and ask ourselves, what would Jesus do in the moments? You know, I, I, I find myself going through that a lot. You know, being like a, I was a pro fighter and, and being a martial arts actor, I'm, you know, there's not really many people that I know that I can't beat up, but just because I know I can beat them up doesn't mean I do it. <laughs> you know, that's another thing, which kind of segues us into the into our next stuff that we're going to be leading to. Verse verse six, which verse they say kind of verse six through eleven was um, was a lot of like the meat potatoes of of, of Philippians too. Some guys uh, say this is some of one of the most important passages in, in all of the Bible. Uh, Pastor Ryan was was telling. Me. So uh, basically in verse 6 it says, Who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. So what I was getting from this, and I had to kind of ask Pastor Ryan too as well, this is when this is this is when God is basically like proving proving to us that 
that Jesus was God. Because Jesus basically had it was in three forms, right? It was it was it was it was God the Father, God the Son, and God and, and God the Holy Spirit. And so when he came down in this form, it was in God the Son. So a lot of people say that, but when he came back, he, he lost all of his powers and, and he was in as God the Son. And but he was I don't think he lost his powers, right? That's right. He just kind of like maybe he's kind of like he didn't he wanted to humble himself. And he was this is this is the thing, he was emptying his cup. He didn't want to have to use all those things. He was like, you know what? And he could have came back as a king or he could have came back as some sort of leader or, or the best, and instead he came back as as a servant. You know, literally, and, and, and was like, you know what? I'm gonna prove myself. I don't want to have all those, all those, all those, all those things given to me. You know, I want to, I want to be at the, I want to be at the bottom. So once again, um, going back to like the emptying, the emptying of the cup, and Jesus could have, you know, Jesus like anyone could, could take over everything, but but he didn't, and he just and he emptied his cup, and he humbled himself, and he came back as a servant. You know, and uh, and, and here he is as God as the Son, which kind of leads us to verse 7 and 8. Which basically says, Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of his servant, being, being made of human likeness, and being found in the appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. And basically, back if you if you understand what was happening in Philippi, basically. No one, if you were crucified, that was like the lowest of the low, basically, wasn't it? Being crucified was the lowest of the low. And so, and Romans could not get crucified. And and I think, uh, basically, Jesus knew that by doing the, by, by basically sacrificing himself and at the lowest of the low, it was, it was a, it was basically a way to, to show everyone that, that I'm willing to, I'm willing to humble myself. You know, I'm willing to do what no one else was willing to do. Even the people in Philippi, that were, this was like, this was super highly found, found upon. Romans wouldn't do it. The, the worst people were getting crucified. And so that's what Jesus said. Okay, then that's what, and that's what, if that's what it takes, then that's what I'll do. You know, so, and uh, that's what makes it, I think, it all so cool. You know, Jesus didn't come to show off that he was God. He said he came back as a servant. Yeah, and Jesus, yeah. Jesus poured his life he poured his life out for others, basically, yeah. and he just cup. And that basically, basically, segues us to why Jesus did this. You know, it seems to me that most people, a lot of people these today, they like to talk about themselves. You know, they like to like build themselves up. And, uh, and 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 I know, I know a lot of people. It comes down to a lot. A lot of it comes down to being happy, you know. And, and people are finding their happiness in the in the wrong places. And when you when you lean towards the God, you're leaning towards the Bible, and you're leaning towards the Word. It allows you to really find where happiness is. And a lot of people think that having a lot of money or being rich, like that's going to bring happiness. And realistically. That doesn't, you know. I know a lot of people have all the money in the world who are miserable, you know. And, and then they look at me and they're like, "Man, I knew I don't have all the money in the world. I'm very almost opposite of that." But uh, but I but I look forward to going to work every day. And I love what I do and I do what I love. And I really really I don't feel like I work a day in my life, you know. And, and so it's like, what is your perception of happiness? What is your perception of rich? 
like having yeah. a lot of things or having a lot of money or having that internal peace and having that internal value. And that's what I think that a lot of this comes down to is the ones that I feel are the happiest ones are the ones that are always the people that are giving back, the ones who are serving, the ones who are the most joyful. You know, those are the ones that have God in their lives that, that live those Christian values and and, and the ones that humble themselves and the ones that have unity and the ones that are working with the synergy. And it seems like that's what where where where, where happiness kind of is. You know, and, and people are looking for it in the wrong spots or in the wrong places. You know, so uh, I guess the answer is 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 what is if what is a Christian all about? Like I asked earlier, what is a Christian all about? And, and I would say the same thing that Christ is, is it's all about serving others. You know, once you're willing to serve others, then and humble yourself and, 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 and be united with like-minded brothers and sisters, not like forming into some old, like I said, but like-minded through our thoughts and our, and our, and our, and our beliefs, then uh, the synergy of one and one will make three. You know, and, and 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 this movement and this is going to be so powerful that I don't think anyone is going to be able to stop it. Yeah. We're going to take over Europe. We're going to take over Sacramento. We're going to take over Orange County. We're going to take over Southern California. We're going to take over California. Everything's cool. All the stars here. So once people see it, oh, that's cool. Then everyone else kind of jumps on the bag wagon. Right? We're going to basically take over the whole world. It's going to be, and no one's going to stop us. It's going to be rad. You know, we're going to we're going to do it with God's love and. Uh, and with God's backing. Yeah. So that's my message, guys. Generosity, you know, have this is Adam's place. We get we get to meet here for free on, on Tuesday night. So that's something Adam does because he loves everybody here. How many of you are thankful that we get to be here? Hey. And also, you know, there's, there's some of the some of the money that's made here. Adam and his business actually go to fund like like this water project we're going to work on to help the, the Navajo, my friends. Um, yeah, that part, so part of the part of what's made here goes to help, you know, marginalized people who don't don't even have water in their home. So that isn't just something that, that you talked about tonight. It's something that, that's being lived, and you don't have to be perfect, but your heart does matter. Yeah. And intentions matter. Yeah. Uh, intentions matter. So. What we want to do tonight, the reason why we, we take time to teach the Bible, it's not because we're like looking for time to fill. <laughs> we're teaching the Bible because we want you guys, we teach the Bible in a serious manner because we want you to take that Bible seriously in life. So the way that we do that is we take the time to explain it like 30 minutes at a time, and that's strategic. So that and, and then every time the Bible shared, it's a chance to say, hey, I want to I want to line up my intentions. With you know what what God's saying. Yeah. So tonight, what I'd like you to consider is exactly what Adam taught on. 
that chance to align with, am I serving other people? Yeah. You know, and I want to encourage you, you know, we, we tend to try to make superstars out of believers. And all believers are people that try to align their intentions with God and then keep trying to do that. Yeah. And then you keep showing up, and then it's like practice. You start to get a little bit better at it. So keep coming on Tuesday night. Keep practicing. Keep keep being in your word. Allow God to work on you. Maybe you want to take a step. Maybe you're like, well, I want to go help the Navajo people. We have a chance to do that. Or maybe you want to go to El Salvador. We would love to have you come. Or you want to go to Indo with us. We'd love to have you come, come with us. There's a group going to Bangladesh in December. So all I want you to do is the easiest way to do that if you're interested is just, just message us on Instagram. Say, hey, you know, I'm so-and-so. I'm interested in this trip. And we're just going to start connecting people. Okay? Sounds good. Right, let's pray together. Lord, thank you for your word tonight. We pray like Adam taught that we would be like you, Jesus, who, who did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he took the very nature of a servant. So... Help us to be reminded tonight to serve you by serving others. So we thank you for that. We align our hearts with you tonight. And why everyone's head is bowed and your eyes are closed. And this is a private moment. And I want you to think just about your life. No one looking around, just in total privacy. Is there anyone here tonight who would say, you know what? I've been like off and I need to align my heart with God. I need to align my intentions with God. Would you just put your hand up? I just want to pray for you. Great. Great. Awesome. So Lord, you know what's happening in people's hearts and in their lives, and so we can we just align, give us a new heart, help us to align with you and your intentions and all that you're doing. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's stand to our feet real quick. As we're um, by the way, Adam's wonderful wife. Julie is going to teach next week. <laughs> She's going to teach the second half of um, Philippians chapter 2, so we're going to be, be here again next week. Really excited for you to share, Julie, and really, really excited about that for next week. Um, so what I teach is that if, is that God talks to people about, about worship. Part of our Part of our worship is giving. I just want to say this. I always just say, pray what God wants you to do and then do it. And, and by the way, that's with every part of your life. <laughs> just do it. And so I do that. I've always been a giver, and I've been doing pretty good. God's blessed my life. And uh, I'm far from perfect. You don't, have, you don't have to hang on me for five minutes to figure that out. But uh, I've always been a giver, and I try to, to give to the Lord. And... Adam's a black belt. Kind of one of the last parts of getting a spiritual black belt is this. It's when you accept radical responsibility for the Great Commission through radical generosity. Mm -hmm. You're not saying, oh, this other person, it becomes personal. 
And so I want to encourage you, let it become personal. Let God talk to you about that part of your life. Okay? So we're gonna we're gonna worship some more. So if you want to um, if you want to give as part of your worship tonight, you can do that on our website at OCNWTR, or you can do it on Venmo um, at OCNWTR. Just whatever God tells you to do, do it. Amen. You guys can come closer. You guys don't have to knock back in the hallway. You can fill in this area. Get all in one little piece, like a little pig in the blankie. Hey, gonna dip it in some ketchup and think about the way to catch up with the spirit of what everybody wants. It's like a fucking physical thing going on. Everything inside the money of yours. Hey, you got that money, then you gotta be brand new. Bring it to an all attitude. One, two, three, repeat. Get it down on this. Turn the cheek when you get hit. Think about it, it's legit. If you don't put your win, if you don't, then you were so. 
Jesus is alive, the people shout it out from the rooftops. Jesus is alive, the people shout it out from the rooftops. Jesus is alive, the people shout it out from the rooftops. Jesus is alive, but the people shout it out from the rooftops. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. Come on, let the people shout it out, Jesus. The people shout it out from the rooftops. Jesus is alive, but the people shout it out from the Jesus is alive, but the people shout out from the rooftops. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. He's alive, he's coming again. Here we are eagerly waiting for him to come on the clouds. It's every hour singing, every knee will bow down. And our hearts will shout down. Worthy is the land. Worthy is the land. Worthy is the land. I've got a river of life going out of me. I've 
Jesus is alive and the people shouted out from the rooftops. Jesus is alive and the people shouted out from the rooftops. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. Down from 
the Lord sits in the heavens and laughs. There's actually something really biblical about laughing when you're laughing for the right reason. Can I just say this is a well overdue season? 
you for just we thank you for um for the, the beginnings of, of gospel house lord we thank you for the the years that um these young leaders just were faithful to you lord that they ushered in this lord that they brought the kingdom in radical miraculous ways in such a time as this that you would revive that movement that you would bring this community back together on the regular Lord. you are so good father we ask that you bless them that you bless their families we ask that you provide for each one of them lord we thank you for just the privilege of partnering with those here at Head Start Coffee. I just thank you that the community, you know, it's just, it's, it's so scarce these days, Lord. I thank you for what you're doing here in this moment. I thank you for what you're doing here and uh, in the lives of um, this community. I ask that your presence would, would invade this space. I pray, Lord, that we wouldn't just wait for these moments to be back here, Lord, but we would carry your presence with us daily. I ask, Lord, that when we listen to um, worship at work or in the car, Lord, or, or at home, that you would floor us, Lord, that we get blasted and wrecked alone in our private space, Father, that you would strengthen our inner man, Lord, that this is sustainable, this is lasting, Father, this is contagious. Mm. <laughs> oh Jesus, what an honor it is to be in your presence. Seriously, it is such an honor, Lord. You deserve all of the glory and all of the honor. And I just pray that everyone right now, that our hearts would be postured, that we would just lay at your feet for a second, that you would just lay down everything, lay down our gifts and our personality, that we would lay down everything in our life right now at your feet, Jesus. We would just bow our head. We would just honor you. We would just give you the glory and the honor that you deserve. And I just thank you, Jesus, that we get to be united as one family here right now. It feels so good. The Holy Spirit is so evidently in this place right now, Jesus. And I just thank you for that. I thank you for that friend that we have. I thank you for the friend that we have in you. And I thank you for the friend that we have in the Holy Spirit, that we get to talk to our Father through him and through you, Jesus. Thank you so, so, so much for enduring so much pain for us, Lord. I pray that everyone in here would have a renewed sense of joy, that the joy of our salvation would be coming back to us, Jesus, that we would all remember the very first time that we felt your love, that it would be new even tonight, God, and that we would all feel united just as one body. We would be singing as one voice. It doesn't matter if you keep, everybody can sing. Everybody can worship. If you're breathing, you're worshiping. And I just pray that everybody would feel that today, God. I pray that everyone would feel that the breaths that we are breathing, the songs that we are singing are as one body. We get to be your church right here. And that's so amazing and so beautiful, Jesus. Thank you for pouring your love on us endlessly. We just accept your love. I pray that everybody here would just open our hands to accept your love. That is literally why we're here. It is to be loved by you so we can give that love back to you and to everybody around us, Jesus. We love you so, so, so much. Thank you for the ability to sing to you, Jesus. I just pray blessings over the rest of this night, Lord. In your name, amen.
in the quiet. I am waiting for you. I am waiting for you. Don't be moved, cause even in this, I'm fighting, even in this darkness, I'm shining, I am waiting for you, I am waiting for you, it won't be moved, I put my hope in the Lord, I put my Cause I've been fighting through the silence Father, I can feel you in the quiet I am waiting for you, I am waiting for you And I won't be moved Cause even in this, I'm fighting Even in this darkness, I'm shining I am waiting for you, I am waiting for you And I won't be moved Stop oh, my hope in the Lord. I put my hope in the Lord. I put my hope in the Thank you, God, for what you're doing. Thank 
you got the way you go. Thank you God, I know you move. Thank you God for who you are. Yes, I just wanted to say thank you for all that you got. And all that you are. You're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. Thank you, Father. 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 Thank you, Thank you. 
Surely your goodness and mercy follow me. Surely your goodness and mercy follow me. Surely your goodness and mercy follow me. Surely your goodness and mercy follow me.
something like we're asleep for like a third of our life. For some of you, God just wants to invade that time of your life. Wants to restore your sleep right now. Wants to restore your rest. The rest. Wants your sleep. The Bible says that he gives sleep to his beloved. It says it's in vain to go to sleep late and wake up early, eating the bread of anxious toil. For the Lord gives to his beloved sleep. So, Father, I thank you for your church, your bride. I thank you for restoring sleep, giving dreams, God, your goodness, your faithfulness, your mercy, your kindness. Thank you. 